You're listening to Medically Unbiased. Unbiased. Offering an unbiased discussion about all things medical. See? An unbiased opinion. Medically speaking? Yeah. Medically Unbiased. Hello, and we're back to Medically Unbiased. I'm sitting here with Ron today, and we're going to be talking about, you know, how it goes, just kind of some more COVID stuff, probably. Yeah. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so, I, the big news is that Trump, the president, he got COVID. He was uh, not social distancing, I guess, at the, the story is that he was not wearing a mask and social distancing when he was at the... Uh, what was it? The, him and Biden were doing the debate. Debate. Thank yeah. you. They were not. He was not social distancing from his own people within his party, and one of the people in his in his group ended up with it. And then yeah. they say that that person, hope something or other, gave it to him. Right. Yeah. So he was then transferred to Walter Reed Medical Center by helicopter by uh, Marine One, and oh, that's my kids. I can hear my kids in the background chilling like a villain. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. That's what happens when everyone's at the studio because we're all under quarantine. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so anyway, he was uh, locked down in the hospital now, right? His wife is supposedly at the White House under lockdown. Yeah. But he was being treated. And there's been a plethora of experts coming out. Well, let's let's rephrase that. A plethora of people with yeah. knowledge about certain things that have deemed that are deemed as experts, but at no point in time did any of these people ever were they experts prior to this, right? Ever. Well, and they may have been, but nobody was looking at. Nobody them. wanted to hear what they had to say. No, no. So a physician from Walter Reed. Well, first of all. Trump left the hospital. Now he didn't leave against medical advice. Let's let's be clear. I mean, Trump's not going to sign out AMA if he's. Super, I mean, they're not going to let him go. If he was sick and he couldn't function and was unable to, you know, breathe, they're not going to let the president leave and be. It, so let's say it wasn't COVID. Let's say it was a heart attack. He was having a heart, active heart attack. EKG shows STEMI. They know there's a major issue, but he's like, nope, I want to go work in the Oval Office. No. Yeah. Not going to happen. They're going to shut him down. He's not leaving. They're going to save his life despite his ineptitude, if that's what they perceive it to be. Right? Yeah. They would just literally say, oh, he's not He's not sound in his mind at this moment. So what we're going to do is we're going to take his decision-making abilities from him, and we're now going to stent him. Right? We're going to fix his heart attack for him because he's the president. And he signed, I guarantee you there's somewhere, some signature on some piece of paper that he signed when he became president that said, in the event that I'm <laughs> incapacitated, yeah. I need to be the saved. The vice president takes over. Correct. But, but they would be saving, they would be doing whatever they could to save the president, regardless of who it is, Trump or Obama or if it's Biden, whatever. They're going to do whatever they can to save that person, right? Yeah. So him leaving the hospital is kind of funny because everyone's come out of the woodwork. I say everyone, a lot of people have come out of the woodwork and criticized. There's been a lot of very critical comments about him leaving the hospital. 
Now, you and I both know that either presumptive positives without symptoms or even positive without symptoms, patients are discharged home to self-quarantine yes. from our hospitals. Yes. And, and also uh, presumptive positive, or we, we we're presuming that they're going to be positive mm-hmm. even with some mild symptoms are even sent home. Right. That are not being hospitalized. Correct. So when you send them home, do you send them home in, you know, with family members or whatever they go? You just, you don't follow them. You don't hold their hand to get home. Correct. And I don't think anybody's looking to see who's picking them up. Right. Or I don't even think they're asking, did you drive here by yourself? Right. I think, I think that however they need to get home is how they get home. Would we put them on a bus? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I would have to know that they were a PUI for me to question them going onto a bus. So that would actually. What if they're positive? Or even a positive. It, it, I, I would still mm. have to know that information. And I don't know if we're discharging. I don't think we're sitting there saying, okay, so you cannot go home on a bus. You cannot go home. You cannot pass go. Right. Like I, I, I just think we're saying, okay, you know, self quarantine as best you can. Right. Stay home fourteen days, and then usually it's three days post symptoms that you can start going back to your normal routine. Right. So you'd have to not have symptoms. Okay. For three days, seventy two hours. So three days post symptoms, yeah, but so what if you're within longer. the fourteen day window? It could be longer than 14 days. So it's whichever is the longest. Yeah. Three days post symptoms or 14 days yeah. is the the standard. The minimum, yeah. But three days post symptoms, it usually exceeds 14 days. Really? Okay. But once again, though, you're not going to send the president of the United States home in a taxi or a vehicle that is in unsecure. No, not at all. You're never no. going to do that. He's going to go home with his bulletproof vehicle with Secret Service all around him. Along with the millions of people that have been tested. Come on, man. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Along with the million people that have been tested and with the millions of people that have been confirmed positive. Mm -hmm. You know, not all those people were even stepped foot into a hospital, let alone... Right. I mean, how, it, in, in the this beginning, particular... we we didn't even know. We didn't even test them. Right. We just, just said, said, if you got symptoms, symptoms, go home. Go home. We're going to presume that you had it because we're not testing everybody. And, this was back in March, and, April, May. Yeah. And media never picked up on that or they didn't even care. care. So this doctor who works at Walter Reed, um, what's his name? I can't Phillips. Even remember his name. Yeah. Dr. Phillips. Something Phillips. He comes out on Twitter. He posts on Twitter. Um, and James Phillips is his name. And he says that, well, I'll just let him speak for what he says. I'll let, I'll let you guys hear it because it's kind of, uh, goes to what we've been talking about for a while now with the mask thing. Well, I have serious concerns that in any, um, automobile, uh, masks are no masks. There's a very high risk of transmission. And then, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Any automobile. I ha- So I have to just stop i'm gonna have to stop this a few times in the middle of him talking because 
there's a lot of points that are going to be in here. And if we don't do it, we'll miss them. Yeah. So he says any automobile. And then he, in a minute, he's going to go on to say this, but t- describe this mo- mo- automobile. Not that I know that he knows about it, but whatever. He works at Walter Reed hospital, right? Supposedly he didn't treat Trump. He's just treated some patients with COVID. Well, hell you and I have treated patients with COVID yeah. to some degree. What does that mean exactly? Mm-hmm. Um, so he says masks, no masks. He's putting people. So why are we wearing masks? Yeah. Masks or no masks. He's already admitting this doctor who's on good morning America and NBC and ABC and CBS is talking about and CNBC. He was on CNBC. He's on MSN. He's talking all about Trump and driving in this vehicle with secret service. And now he's going to kill the secret service people because they, he has COVID and it'll give them COVID wearing a mask. Yeah. For the one, for the people that have not seen the video, Trump is in the back seat wearing a mask, by the way. Yes, he's wearing a mask. And he, and so he is, never wears a mask. And so are the Secret Service people. They're all wearing everyone wearing, around him is wearing a mask. Which is the recommendation from the CDC. From the CDC. But this doctor is saying that that's not enough. It's not even appropriate. In a car, any car. Any car. So that contradicts what we've been hearing. Um, add into the mix that that's not any vehicle. That's a hermetically sealed vehicle that is designed to be impenetrable to chemical weapon attacks. Therefore, the amount of circulation inside is even poorer than we would expect from a normal vehicle. The so amount of circulation is now he's a now he's a, a, a vehicle expert here. Here we go. Well, let's just hypothetically say that the amount of air circulation within that vehicle is not poorer. I wouldn't guess it's poorer. I would guess it's much higher. Because if you want to protect from a, a, you know, chemical weapon, external weapon, weapon. an external chemical weapon, you're, even if you're recirculating the inside cabin air, right? Recirculating like a ship or, you know, some other system. Yeah. So now he's saying that these guys all have masks on, but it's being recirculated. So droplets are not the problem. It's airborne. Mm. He's telling you it's airborne right now. Uh, that's what he's implying. Right. Well, the CDC, we're going to talk about that in a minute. They've come out and said it's airborne. But uh, he's saying it's airborne because if he had a mask, if Trump's got a mask on and the other guy has a mask on. Now, these are not N95 masks. Let's be clear. Yeah. Nobody in this vehicle is wearing N95 masks. They're wearing cloth masks, not even surgical masks. Not that I believe surgical masks are much better than cloth masks in this regard, but he's wearing a cloth mask. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I, I I would have reason to believe that even if the air is being circulated inside that vehicle, that mm. it's being circulated by some type of HEPA filter. I'm sure there's being filtered. So, I have video uh, from one of our facilities where they've literally used the floor fans that they use to dry the floor when they soak it down. Mm-hmm. If anyone's never seen these, they're fans that are high-speed um, flatter fans with a, a wide mouth at the bottom of them and they're used to dry floors constru- in construction or when you wax a floor because it blows air on a low level across. And what they did is they hooked these plastic tubes to them, taped them up and then that fan blows air out the window of the hospital to create an impromptu negative pressure room. Mm-hmm. So we're blowing from the hospital we're blowing COVID (laughs) 
into the public air, just all over the place, aerosolizing it and sending it out into oblivion. Not through a HEPA filter, by the way. It literally looks like those, you know, those vertical guys with the fans at the car dealership with their arms flapping around. So out this window is this bag just flapping in the damn wind, you know. You've seen this? Yeah, I have have video of it, yeah. Really? Yeah. From two of the hospitals, actually. Wow. In town. So, um... The fears here that we're gonna that Trump's gonna get everybody sick highlights for me the BS that's being spewed by the medical community yeah. about how this virus transmits. Now, why is there BS? I don't understand. There needs to be we need to come together and generally we do that as a medical community. We come together, we figure out what the problem is, irrespective of one's political or emotional or whatever beliefs we throw those out the window yes and we fight together to attack said problem whatever that problem is here people are arguing against stuff and then in the same time arguing against the guidelines so they're saying trump's put people at risk including the secret serviceman in the car because he's in close proximity to them Wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah. That's just ridiculous. I don't know. Which, uh, which I've even illustrated uh, previous podcasts. How, mm-hmm. You know, like when we started getting that second spike. Yeah. I was saying, you know, hey, I think it has a lot to do with most people being indoors, being in cars for circulating general cars, mm-hmm. not wearing masks. Like right. there's probably a, a higher risk of potentially catching it. In your 20 to 50 year age. Right. Because, you know, you feel you're healthier, invincible, maybe even lower. Who knows? Right. But it's hot outside in the southern states mm-hmm. and, and the western southern states. Mm-hmm. So we tend to have the windows up, the air conditioner on. And we know in a regular car, they're, um, you're, you're, you are drawing air from the outside. Yeah. But not everything gets there's still some recirculation. It's yeah, for not sure. like it's, you know, you're not like you're pressing the recirculation, but some people do. They press that re- recycle air uh, button because it gets more fan speed. And it's cold air faster generally. Yeah. Cold or air warm faster. air faster. One of the two. So I, I've made that statement as, as far as, you know, seeing uh, an increase in COVID spikes okay. based on that. So based on being in car, just being in the vehicle. Masks or no mask, it's in, it's helped in increase it. Is your theory? Well, I'm saying we we see we saw that spike in the summertime, and not okay. just the vehicle. I'm saying indoors, close spaces, uh, when they started opening up restaurants and stuff. If you're indoors, air conditioning, cycling. I think, I think potentially, if they're saying it's airborne, it kind of fits the narrative. I guess is where I'm going with that. Okay, that makes sense. You, um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like what what else could it possibly be? I mean, really? Uh, it's got to be. I just say it's airborne. Because but. the medical community seems to not know from week to week what this disease is. They've been learning, so I'll defend them in that regard. They're yeah. changing stuff based on what they're Let's listen to what the rest of this sure. guy says, because it's kind of funny. Yeah. And as a physician, we look at the decisions we make as risks versus benefits. Pause. And I don't know what the benefit... So first off, I don't know how many doctors 
do the risk versus benefits? Because usually it's risk versus risk. Like, which risk is the least amount? No, I, I think risk is versus benefit is a fair statement there. You think so? Absolutely, because the benefit of going in to put a, a valve into somebody, like an aortic valve. But there's still risk at it. I understand, but there's risk. The benefit is that they could live a longer time. Sure. But there's but the, the risk is they could die on the tail. So you weigh that risk constantly when you're doing an assessment or Ooh, man, my computer just died. Oh, when you're doing an assessment or yeah. when you're doing something with a patient, right? You constantly weigh that risk and benefit. So in his in his thing, his benefit is that he should stay in the hospital to not um, spread COVID amongst his Secret Service people. That that's what he's or the or the general public, right? Because supposedly he's putting the general public at risk. Of getting them all sick and causing havoc and chaos because the thing is Trump drove by a uh, bunch of people so he did a drive by going down the road talking to or not talking he was in a he's in a damn medically sealed medically sealed <laughs> yeah that, there's the risk right there uh, yeah he's gonna die because there's no air coming in he's like, gonna come on he's gonna be starved from oxygen <laughs> you know what I mean yeah so seriously. Come on, man. That's what I'm talking about, dude. You know, it's just... That's uh, it. Speak as you might to a young child or a golden retriever. You're going to have to, so yeah. we all understand it. You know? Um, so, I don't know. It's kind of funny that he was very upset about this, though. This yeah, doctor's very I, upset. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, risk versus benefit or risk versus risk. I mean, personally, you would think that you'd want him home, not affect, you know, home... Staying home. If he's stable and he's not on, like he's not. So there was other, some of the doctor earlier talking about how he was on oxygen. Well, what does that mean? You're on oxygen. Because, so if you come to the hospital with chest pain and I put you on two liters by nasal cannula, you're technically on oxygen. Yeah. But are you dying because you're on oxygen? No. Okay. So in this instance, maybe he went in and they just. Here, Mr. President, let's. Uh, I'm going to put an IV in you. Oh, my God, he's got an IV. He could freaking be dead. No, no he's got an IV. Here, Mr. President, I'm going to put this nasal cannula on you. We're just going to give you a little bit of supplemental oxygen, which we do for everybody. Yeah. You come in the hospital. Oh, you stubbed your toe? Here's some oxygen. Yeah, COVID or not. COVID or not is irrelevant. So, we put it, so when they say, oh, he was on oxygen or he's getting all these drugs, let me just tell you, the president's going to get every freaking drug available. Oh, yeah. Every drug. I mean, he, I saw that he got remdesivir. Yep. I saw that he got um, the plasma. Yep. I mean, he, he got stuff that... Nobody our, else is going to have access to. Even our own people, even our like our own hospital like employees that mm-hmm. get sick, get that when they're super sick. You yeah. don't get that till you're on your deathbed. Yeah. Right. We, that's the last Hail Mary pass that they're doing. They're giving it to this, the guy day one. That had some supplemental oxygen. <laughs> really? We don't even know what he I had. Mean, if he had it. So it yeah. was reported that he was on oxygen, but who but knows? Still, who knows if it was? I don't know. I mean, he got the heavy guns, man. I Correct. wonder if they sent him home with uh, hydrochloroquine. I thought he was on it prophylactically. I thought he was on hydroxychloroquine prophylactically. He had said something previous back yeah. in, I don't know, May or and he might have. He might have June. Been. He was taking some. He was arguing the point. And maybe he might have just been belaboring the point saying, I'm taking it. 
when he wasn't, I don't know, trying to, because yeah. he, he does bolster and talk a lot of smack. Yeah. I sometimes don't know what's accurate and what's not. Yeah. But when it comes down to whether or not this president was going to die and kill a bunch of secret service people in a car, this doctor thinks that's what he's going to do. Well, how is he going to kill a bunch of people in a car if he's wearing a mask? You yeah. know, it doesn't make any sense. And I agree. <laughs> I agree with that. But, you know, it's just, once again, you know, which, which narrative are we following here? Let's hear what else he has to say. Let me see. Of this political stunt were. But I do know what the risks were. Political and my stunt. My concern is that perhaps really? the secret service agents that were inside don't know the full risk of what they uh, were up against there and what the real threats were. And so far as the military and Johns Hopkins physicians who are taking care of this patient, uh, they're excellent. But they are also under undue pressure and a lot of influence outside of that normal physician-patient relationship. And speaking to that, Dr. Phillips, Walt... Who so, is he? First off, what's Dan's last name? What do you mean? Dan. The, the Secret Service guy. Oh, his own Bala something. Starts with a B. Some Italian name. Yeah. So he's very obviously he's very upset, you know. And oh, the old secret. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He he's very upset. And who is this doctor to to say to have an opinion on the Secret Service at all? He has no affiliation with the Secret Service at all. No, he doesn't. But who you know, I I can't tell you for sure because I've never worked in the Secret Service. But I would have I would venture to guess there was a wasn't rock paper scissors to see who, yeah. to, who drove the, they all swore to to jump in front of a bullet for for this president or for any, any president. president yeah that's their job that's their job they love that job and that's why they do it and he makes it sound like like president trump really has no interaction with his secret service and i'm pretty sure he's probably quite close to these guys i can tell you right now that o- when obama was president I did. I worked as a medic in Salt Lake City at the time. So when his first his first year as president, I was in Salt Lake, and he came to do a speech in Salt Lake City. And there was not just SUVs were flown in by a giant airplane that hauls you know cargo, yeah, like a C one thirty giant thing, but there was tons of SUVs. There was an ambulance decked out in all its glory that was specifically for presidential convoys and motorcades Mm. and there was every gun you could ever imagine in mounted in seats and chairs and automatic weapons and it was just everything so this guy the president what i'm saying is doesn't go anywhere (laughs) he doesn't move across the city even there yeah it's like he got in a fucking yugo and his friend picked him up yeah. And drove him to Burger King on the way home. He's got a grip of people that he has to coordinate with. Yeah, it's all to Take him places. Yeah. This was a well-coordinated effort. This wasn't like Trump saying, well, Billy, uh, could you come pick me up? Yeah, right. I got dropped off at the hospital and I feel need, bad. Need a ride. That's my bad Trump imitation. But <laughs> it just doesn't make yeah. sense that everyone's upset because he did this. When in reality, we have seen evidence of people being sent home. Yeah. 
my cousin, we had her on the podcast, right? Yeah, she was home. She was home. She was sent home. Breastfeeding. Not by a not by a motorcade in a hermetically <laughs> sealed bulletproof vehicle. Yeah. And was with her family, which we the the public health system asks who you're going to be around. Right. And they require, I think they require those people getting tested at some point. Yeah, to do the what they call contact tracing. Yeah, do contact tracing. So and the other thing is, you know, I understand, you know, once again, you know, we we don't live in the world of the president of the United States, right? No, I don't make near that kind of money. No, but, <laughs> right, he <laughs> makes no money. So, but the point with money. that, yeah, but he donates it all. Yeah, whatever. Good he for him. Money. Here's the thing. But the point is, with the president of the United States, there it's not like me and you. Like, first off, I'm in the medical field. You're in the medical field. Mm-hmm. How many times have you been swabbed for COVID? Zero. Okay, me too. Zero times. Okay. Officially zero. President, as, as of today, yeah, zero. <laughs> well, let me think about that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Zero. <laughs> President Trump's probably been swabbed 50 or 100 times. It's, it's, it's hard to respond to something so idiotic. <laughs> right? Uh, President Trump's probably been swabbed and his family and his staffers. Yeah, they were doing the daily, yeah. I would think. So someone else mentioned that he had the 15 minute you know, rapid test done. He gets it done all the time. Yeah. And it was positive the day before he announced that he was positive. So what they did is they went and ran, did a blood test or something, some different test. Yeah. I think they said blood test to determine whether or not it was actual. And the second test, when they came back, that's when he said, yeah, I have COVID. Yeah. But he didn't say anything till the second test, which everyone's saying, which, to be honest, there's been a lot of false positives and false negatives out there. Right. So you got to confirm your that. But people too. were very upset that he waited till the second test before he said anything. And then, but on the flip side, um, I don't know. He probably told the people closest to him, right? Uh, yeah. His family members. And he probably distanced from people I until mean, he, he got the second test he, back. Yeah. I mean, he did pull out a mask at the debate. It was in his upper lapel like he pulled it out of his jacket and said hey i have the mask it's right here yeah but that's and like the girl at the in. pizza joint then with he put it, it around her, her he put it back in his pocket didn't wear it yeah but there so, again he is so, socially distant so here's the thing biden doesn't have covid he was the closest to the president for the entire debate which was probably 15 feet apart 12 15 yeah something like that yeah whatever they were yeah. i think someone mentioned the distances but so is that proof social distancing works? Yeah, I mean... You don't need a mask. Just stay away from everybody. That's, that's how I feel about it, really. <laughs> stay away from everyone. Well, uh, in case some people don't know, the CDC was hammered recently for posting on their website uh, the how it spreads or how COVID-19 spreads section of their website. So... At the end of September, like the 22nd of September, they posted on a Friday that it's spread by airborne transmission. And that was quickly taken down. Well, I say quickly. Quickly is a relative term. That was taken down on Monday because they said it was posted. It was a, not supposed to be posted in that way. It was supposed to be changed up. Yeah, that so, was, was that the um, statement or whatever that they... Well, wasn't accidentally it, yeah, submitted. supposedly someone submitted it and posted it up there and they said it but how do, i'm sorry it takes a it takes a bit for stuff on my website at my office to get 
put up there. And it goes through a few hands before stuff just gets randomly thrown up on the web. So the CDC is a major organization. I don't think, you know, anyone can just say, hey, put this up on the website. Uh, I'm assuming there's a little more oversight than that when it comes to the CDC. I would hope to think. Yeah, you'd hope hope so. so. Yeah. But what's funny. But it's still post. I mean, but somebody did put something up and it was quickly taken down. Yeah. So it's back up now and it's, they've said that this is how they think it happened. So on there, how it spreads or how COVID-19 spreads section, it says some infections can be spread by exposure to the virus in small droplets and particles can linger in the air for minutes to hours. So they're saying this kind of spread is referred to as airborne transmission and is an important way that infections like tuberculosis, measles, and chickenpox are spread, which you and I have said from the get-go. Yeah. We said this from the beginning, that it's airborne. Yeah. Um, that doctor is arguing that it's airborne because he's in a car with a mask on. He's going to kill everybody. Yeah. Trump. Right. So there's evidence that under certain conditions, people with COVID-19 seem to have infected others who are more than six feet away. And those transmissions occurred within closed spaces that had inadequate ventilation. So he's arguing the points right here. That's CDC. But the he CDC. But once again, we don't we don't know the type of ventilation that that vehicle has. Even he doesn't even talk about ventilation. It says it says uh, whatever inadequate. Just inadequate. No, I, I got it. But the reality of it is, is that vehicle is probably going to be the one. That one, you can have a dirty bomb probably blow up right next to that vehicle. If the windows are, you know, obviously the windows don't come down. But if the, everything's closed, nobody's opened the door, pretty sure everybody in that vehicle will be alive. Uh, I, I would think so. That's, I'm <laughs> I mean, sure there's, come some, on. there's some money invested in that vehicle. There's, there's millions of dollars invested in that vehicle. But see. But COVID, God forbid, you know, that's internally, that's going to spread like wildfire. I mean, it definitely, the CDC has kind of changed their tune. So here's my thoughts, is that if this is spread by airborne transmission, none of the masks anybody's wearing and does a goddamn thing. Does it, doesn't do anything. Yep. Does nothing for you. Yep. Because airborne, nobody would go in, a, in an active TB room with a surgical mask on. No. Nope. Prior to COVID, no nurse would go into a room or doctor would go into a room with a cloth mask on to take care of a TB patient. Nope. So how come nurses are getting sick wearing cloth or wearing surgical masks? Well, because the exposure is airborne. Yeah. Right. Which we lingers in the air outside the room, outside everything. It's lingers. I mean, we indicated that with, um, what is it? COVID SARS. Yeah. SARS one. It was airborne. Airborne. Yep. Thank you. Yep. So hold on, I'm patting myself on the back. Yeah, right. Don't, don't break your arm, dude. It looks like it hurts. Oh, it does. I can tell. So the funny part is the Washington Post came out and talked about how the CDC's credibility is eroded, which I believe to be true. I think that's accurate, right? So CDC's credibility is eroded by internal blunders and external attacks as the coronavirus vaccine campaign looms. This was written by. Lena's son, um, and Joel Achenbach. Sorry if I said your name wrong. Um, September 28th, they wrote this. And it talks about kind of what we've been talking about, how the CDC historically has been, you know, the public health crisis center, right? So 
in this pandemic or pandemics before issues with HIV, AIDS, Mm -hmm. the flu, we have relied heavily as a society, as the U S on the CDC to give us guidance and to guide public health, you know, function to guide the, the way that the world's going to operate from here on out. Right. Yeah. The CDC sent people to, you know, Mozambique or wherever they went for the Zika virus and they sent them for, um, what was the other one we were worried about for a while? The really bad one that was going to kill everybody. We touching people. Oh, Ebola. Uh, Ebola. Wow. We, we sent them there for Ebola. So we've sent the CDC all over the world, right? And their budget is $8 billion annually. Nice. So they've got enough money to get some things done. However, they highlight here that um, it's been a terrible year for the CDC. And that's echoed by Ross McKinney Jr. He's a chief scientific officer at the Association of American Medical Colleges. Mm-hmm. He, the doctors are saying how bad the CDC did on this rollout, right? On this pandemic response. So they're blaming the CDC, which is what we should be doing. We need to be looking at yeah. where were the failures. I'm not going to, I wouldn't want to disband them. They're very important. They do a very good job. But what what was the change this time? with this pandemic as compared to all of the previous times we've had a problem in this country where the CDC has done the American people good. Yeah. There wasn't even a mask or a mandate or anything for three months until after there was, you know, 50,000 people infected or whatever and dying. Yeah. I would, I would like to know probably cause I don't know, but I would like to know who initially thought that the masks were going to work to begin with was that a was that a china was that a china thing a china or was that a united states thing well i know taiwan's been doing masks for for a long time they are very taiwan's response has been pretty spot on to this whole thing because they're one of the first countries that caught this they knew but about they were it. wearing masks before yeah, right? but but not like they are now. I mean, they didn't even have the ability to make masks in Taiwan. And then when this pandemic started, they developed the technology to actually, in their own country, to make masks. They started making them locally and sourcing their own material, their own equipment, because they weren't able to get anything. Mm-hmm. And they identified this virus back in December. They wrote a letter to the WHO back in December there was a problem people coming from china to taiwan so taiwan's response has been aggressive and you know mask oriented but it's also been socially distanced they they didn't really close their businesses down it sounds like from what i understand they just made everyone wear masks and socially distance so the question becomes were you better off with masks on or not I mean, and they make the a very good argument that you are. However, there's data today out of Paris that shows immediately after their mask mandate, cases went up mm. and have continued to rise since the mask mandate. You can see the trend of cases are going down until the mask mandate, and then they started going up mm. after the mask mandate. Yeah, that's interesting. So the question now is, are masks beneficial or is it beneficial for now 
there's different people in Paris than there are in Thailand. I well, mean, like, Taiwan. Like we've said in, in previous podcasts, and if you haven't heard it, I mean, go back. Yeah, go back and it. listen. Listen to one or two of the, but the three of them. As we said in previous podcasts, I mean, we, I, I know I have mentioned it. Like, doesn't putting on a mask give you this false sense of security, right? Right. So you're wearing a mask. I'm wearing a mask. Do we really need to be six feet apart, right? If we're wearing a mask and chit-chatting and BSing or whatever, uh, do you need to be six feet apart? I think, personally, most people that have masks feel safe. So they maybe they take a little bit more of a risk. Say you're in the grocery store and the one lady that is standing there touching every food mm-hmm. to make sure it looks good. And you're just like, hey, I just want to go grab a banana. Right. You know, they're in front of the bananas or whatever. You, you, I got a mask. She's got a mask. I'll just walk. I'll just go there, grab my banana and move on. Right. You know, does that, would that put me more of a high risk because I'm closer to this person than I would have been if I was social distancing with no mask on? I don't know if I'm going to be rushing up to these people. Right. Yeah. Uh, and being, and having that close interaction. I think, I think uh, having the mask is almost like a band aid to saying, you know, well, you, it makes you think, oh, you're safe. Well, you, with the reality of the, the, the information that's coming out of the CDC is, is that you're not. Right. You never were. If it's airborne, you're not, you're going to get it. If it's airborne, everyone's going to end up with it. I mean, be... you'd be less likely to get it if it's, if you're, if you're not wearing a mask. You say, if me and you were not wearing a mask, we're mm-hmm. outside in the park. Right. Probably less likely to get it, I would think. Right. But I mean, but if we were in like everyone indoors, let, let's say that we were in your you know, studio mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and we weren't wearing masks like now. Yeah. Maybe if we had it, maybe. Right. You know, there's, there's always the reality of it is, you know, at some point you're either going to get it or you're not going to get it. Right. I would hope to ten, and, 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 and hope that, you know, more people not get it then get it but you i know. think that's a given though i think nobody wants us no one wants anybody to, to no. have the disease and i've always questioned the long-term ramifications of it does it cause you know well and and that's the other problems thing. down the line it's funny you say liver that. issues yeah gallbladder problem and I mean, no, who knows? no one's talking about that right right so because like, we don't know we're still in the early stages of, the, of course so you won't know but in 20 years we'll be like oh my god Mitral valve prolapse caused by <laughs> potentially COVID. right. Um, I mean, I know somebody that recently caught COVID. I don't know four week, say four weeks ago. Okay, um, this particular person still having issues. Yeah, not necessarily with, um, not. I mean, with her breathing, you know, yes, but with uh, their uh, heart rate mm-hmm. still elevated. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, they're drinking plenty of fluids, mm-hmm. uh, but but why do they need to have? Why do they need to be put on a, a tenolol or any mm-hmm. type of beta blocker, or whatever beta yeah. blocker to control your heart rate? Like there, something else is happening here, right? And, and, I, and I don't nobody, have an answer for that. And, and the nobody, cardiology world, they don't have an answer for that, and nobody has an answer for it. But you know, as long as the test comes back negative, <laughs> right? Right? Oh, now you're cured. Now you're now you can come back to work. Well, there's still symptoms. I've they had, may not I've be had the nursing same. friends that say they're having cognitive problems months after being tested positive. Months. Wow. 
I mean, they're, I, they're, I know about the the tastes and stuff as months too. Mm-hmm. But they're saying that cognitive issues are things that they would normally be able to think of right away, snap their fingers and have it. They're noticing there's sometimes there's an issue hmm, with their ability yeah. to, to recall or to, they're just worried that there's something affected in the brain. So that theory of all the microemboli, yeah. did it block off some sort of little issue in the brain, some super deep recessed ability to do something, a task, a function? You know, that's that's a concern. So my question becomes, down the line, if you do get it, what's the secondary? Yeah. If there's a secondary, what is it? Yeah. Because it's not even being brought up. Like no. It's not even a concern on anybody's radar right now. Other than mine. Has been from the beginning. Yeah. Of course yours. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. <laughs> of course yours. But for the and moment, I'm not saying this just because Trump got this disease. I think... And I don't think Trump was reckless. I don't, there's been people I was talking to today. One guy's like, well, they put it on his microphone and oh, nobody did this. No one infected him. No, one, it wasn't a weapon. I don't truly don't believe for a minute that it was, they were trying to what assassinate Trump. I guess yeah, that's all conspiracy. That's just crap. Yeah. This is just one of those things that he, you know, you end up with. He's get, bound. I mean, he has to be bound to potentially get, I mean, the amount of people this man sees. Oh yeah. You know, and think about this, even his, uh, it's, it's his, um, what do you, I must have COVID. I'm losing my mind. No, <laughs> his, uh, oh, campaign manager. That's, oh, okay. that's the one I gave it to him. Right. One the, of the people then. In yeah. His campaign I think it was did. a camp manager or somebody. Okay. I don't know. Who Whatever. Hope last name. Hope. I think something hope. Yeah. Whatever that person's I'm, positive that person's getting tested too but you can't control who these people see and where they're at no you can't stop them from seeing all these people i mean a lot of people funnel through those people right right and then those people get tested and then those people will go and funnel through trump like it's it's you'd have to you have to just say it's inevitable look at all the head of states that have received it even even uh, Republicans, the Democrats, uh, the uh, Trudeau from Canada, like these people have caught it. Yes. Even media, <laughs> you know, even Cuomo's brother, right? Mm, yeah, right. Oh, but, and by the way, when he was positive, he was out jogging. Nobody seems to care about that. Oh, right. He, that's right. He was out running mm-hmm. around when he was positive. And he's the. And, what and is somebody he, questioned he, him why he's out and he got in their face and right. started yelling at them. But he's a, what is he a Senator? No, no he's a Sam, mayor or oh, you're talking the, the, it was the brother the bro- of, uh, of Cuomo brother of Cuomo. Oh, so the, Chris, he's on, I think Chris, Cuomo? he's on the TV, right? He's CNN? on CNN. Yeah. So but it, but it, it was okay for him to do his routine from home. Remember he wasn't in a hospital guys. Yeah. Right. And he had it. He supposedly was in his basement for two weeks. Yeah. So I, to me, I don't know. To me, this is just more unknowns, and we're treating everything as an unknown. But we're not doing the things that we would do for an unknown. Yeah. So it's really got me frustrated, I guess, when to, for lack of a better term. Yeah. When I've got a doctor yelling that, well, he's in a car, hermetically sealed from the general public, and he's going to kill everyone in the car. Because he's wearing a mask. So, wait, so masks don't work is what you're telling me. Yeah. Because if you're saying that he's going to get people sick because he's in the vehicle wearing a mask, that tells me masks don't work. So why are we using masks? Yeah. And if it's airborne, 
the masks are irrelevant. That's that's why I get frustrated because we're we're they the people the media whoever you want to say who they are well, the doctors and everyone talking are are really twisting this to whatever political political not scientific maybe that's the issue maybe that's where i'm missing you know this a political agenda it's medicine used to be really apolitical right it never was if you came in the if you come in the hospital right now or you're medic and if i'm a medic and i treat you i don't say oh my gosh this person votes for this party i'm not treating them yeah that's not even on the questionnaire when you come into the hospital you get a gunshot wound, gunshot victim, come into the trauma, UMC trauma. Nobody, not one person in that entire facility is going to be like, oh my gosh, that looks like a Trump supporter. I'm not going to, or a Biden supporter. I'm not going to yeah. save them. No, nobody. Nobody in their right mind would ever They think don't that. even ask. They don't ask religion, age they ask, just based on medical treatment. And they'll know, even ask. They'll even ask gender. They'll re, they'll ask religion on some things. If right? it's, yeah, have you on last rights? I mean, well, that or, or you know, for blood products you, and right. stuff. Exactly. You know, there there yeah, are yeah. things you're you're going to ask, but but not even because it's so, going to change the way you treat them. Even, it's going to enhance it. Yeah, but even so, even if it was a religious thing, and you're like, well, you know, say we'll use Jehovah Witness. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't. They don't believe in blood products. Blood products. We don't still force blood products on these people. No. I mean, come on. No. We'd never push We'd, our own agenda no. onto I, these people. I may say, well, um, you're at risk for dying if you don't get them. Yeah, here's the risk versus the risk. And if you're alert and oriented and you're there's willing no to benefit make that decision. Of, then, yeah. There's no benefit of not getting blood at this point when you're hematocrit. It's like two. Correct. I'm <laughs> like, not going to fix it. not going to fix it. Uh, have a good life. I guess. You know, so the, Yeah. It doesn't make sense that now everything seems to be poised in a political argument. Yeah, I mean, I wish, you know, he's speaking. For, see, that that's what upsets me, and I'm sure that's what upsets that that other guy, that Dan. I wish I knew I could say his last name, but yeah. I apologize, Dan, if you're listening. <laughs> okay, but the reality of it is, I I get what you're saying. Yeah, because he's he's you know who. How does why does this guy have any right to speak on what the Secret Service can or can and won't do? Well, it's not even that he's a doctor, so he's he is in his mind he's trying to protect the public, right? So in his mind, he sees that he's protecting people, but he does. Nobody's called him out on contradicting the guidelines. Nobody yeah, said anything about one single person. I haven't heard any contradiction. So he comes out and says, and everyone's like nodding their heads. That's, that's why, like, I feel like November fifth, mm. we're gonna see like COVID is gonna be like nothing anymore. Well, it's for that mo- for you know, it's there's just no not new, gonna there's be. There's no new deaths this week in Nevada. No, no. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, numbers are down here. But my point though is like, I just feel like after November. Maybe December, January, like it disappears, like it as quickly as it came, it's gone. M- maybe, but it's nobody's gonna reporting be a thorn. on it. My, it's going to be a thorn is, in our side forever. I'm not saying it physically disappears. I'm mm. saying that it's not going to be reported on anymore. Nobody's going to give a shit about mm. how many positive cases we have. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that makes sense. I I agree with that. So, well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, I believe it's possible. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but I believe it's possible. Well, uh, let's take a break and uh, we'll come back with our next topic. It's all about sugar. 
Mm. I'd like to thank our sponsor, the U.S. Postal Service. When you want something expensive thrown on your porch and stolen, you want the U.S. Postal Service. Medically unbiased. All right, man. So check this out. Berkeley, the city of Berkeley, their city council has passed an ordinance that uh, is going to prevent grocery stores from selling candy and soda at checkout lines. Really? Yeah. It passed unanimously Tuesday. So um, this is going to apply to retailers with stores greater than 2,500 square feet. It'll impact like chains like Walmart, Smith's Grocery, Kroger. This is California. Yeah. Here we go. Safeway, Trader Joe's. Um, and there's been a lot of negative response to this guideline. And this doesn't take place till March. It gets implemented in March 1. So as of now, you can still buy, if you're in Berkeley, the city of Berkeley, you can still buy a Twix bar in the checkout line of your grocery store. And and Why? What's their reasoning? Because it's not healthy. Oh, they're trying to fix the so so their feel their so their feeling is is having candy gum. Let's think about what's there. Um, energy drinks, chips, usually, soda pop. Um, is, generally is is prying uh, not prying is is um what's the word when you're going after a certain age demographic? So you're oh looking yeah at children right predatory predatorial. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's, but I think so years ago I might've been like, they're infringing on my rights. You know, who are they to tell me I can't buy candy? Yeah. Who, who's the government to tell this entity that they can't put that food in front of my face? Well, after all the research I've done on food and how it affects the human body, which doctors spend zero hours doing until after school, after yeah. they're done with their doctorate. Um, so in all the time I've spent and all the time I've thought about the negative impacts of food on patients and what's happening with them, I have to say that this is actually a cool move because the government's job is to sort of protect us from ourselves in a way, right? They, yeah. they played a, put a high tax on cigarettes Right, mm-hmm. so it's a high tax on cigarettes, and then they got rid of Joe Camel commercials and Marble Man commercials. And cartoons no longer smoke. I remember Tom and Jerry would smoke. <laughs> yeah, you know the Flintstones smoked. There was Flintstones commercials talking about cigarettes. You know, so there was cartoon characters smoking on yeah. Saturday morning cartoons, and it. it possibly influenced but what was there children commercials then i don't remember commercials on saturday i was like from eight to twelve. Oh yeah there was commercials a ton all, of commercials like but it was all kids commercials like that, toys and stuff you think so because that's what you saw but they're like when i go back you can see the videos of fred flintstone smoking cigarettes uh, talking yeah, about camels yeah no no i'm not talking about in the i'm talking in between the yeah no, in in the commercial, there was commercials of people of 
the different entities doing. Joe Camel was a cartoon character for Camel cigarettes. You know, he was literally a drawn artistic, re, you know, representation. Maybe, maybe of there Camels. was, but I, I mean, I just think that Saturday morning changed their tune, or FCC was told not to. You know, you can't once again go after these kids right but that wasn't the initial case that didn't happen until the fcc locked it down and said you can't advertise yeah. to these. so previous to that or prior to that they had advertisements kind of directed at everyone kids and anybody oh, about yeah. cigarettes I, like, I remember marble man yeah the marble man everyone wanted to be the mar- well, where i grew up yeah it's what you wanted to be because he was a cool cowboy and you want to be the marble man you know or Copenhagen, you wanted to have a Copenhagen ring in your back pocket. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Even as a kid, all the cool cowboys had a Copenhagen ring, so you wanted to have a Copenhagen ring. Um, so you learned how to chew or you learned how to smoke or at an early age. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kids, I remember there was a damn vending machine at the outside the bar. So you'd put, it was I could go over in quarters, and my dad would send me over for a pack of cools, and I would walk down the street to the bar, which was, I don't know, 2,000 feet from my house, from my front doors, down the corner. I'd walk down there. I'd put the quarters in the vending machine, pull the lever, and out would pop a pack of cools, and I'd run them home to my dad. I was probably what eight a, years old. What a good son. Yeah, you know, I was helping him, you know, get cancer. But you don't um, smoke, right? No, I don't now. I did. I used to smoke a pack a day. Years ago, years ago. Yeah. 20 years ago, I smoked. Um, but my point is, with the food thing, back <laughs> to the food that started this whole conversation, is that at some point in time it becomes incumbent upon the FDA or the federal government or the city government, or the state government, but an entity higher than a group of us bitching and moaning about, we're all fat, right? We all have metabolic disease, and we know that carbohydrates are the cause of a lot of this. Yeah, that's a good start. So the FDA is allowing this food to be pushed onto the American public, from the federal government side. Sure. And if we're a democratic republic and we're wanting the cities to run their cities as they see fit, they can install or insert this guideline that prevents you from making an impulse buy while in line. It's not stopping the manufacturing of any of this candy. No, the product's still available. Yeah. They're saying where they can put it. Now, does that infringe on the rights of business? Well, that's uh, that's the other thing I was going to mention. Is like it's more of a marketing market marketing. <laughs> spit that one out. Marketing uh, uh, tactic, right? Um, to generate more revenue. When, well, it's marketing from the stores and, and potential for sure. Sure, and and from the the, the, the companies that are selling their product, right? It's work, it works for they me. It's for worked the, for me. But they pay for those spaces. Yes. They pay for those spaces. They're a premium for those spaces because yeah. you sell more products. And think them. about if, you, if you've if you been in those aisles, uh, even Target, and you look to your right, I mean, all the candy's right around eye level for the children. Right. You know, well, look at, look at the, you know, the most purchased cereals. It's well known that the most purchased children's cereals are in the aisle at children's eye level. Yeah. Frosted Flakes. You don't see mini wheats in their, you know what I'm no, saying? No, they're up high. They're a little higher, right? They're a lot higher. Total raisin brand, probably not where the kids are, but Lucky Charms, Captain Crunch. Oh, Lucky Charms for sure. Yeah, yeah. right. That's my, my son, point. My son loves Lucky So, again, and Berkeley's really gone out on a limb here, and I hate that I like their idea. I really hate that I like it because it goes against. But that's just the aisle, right? That's just the aisle in the register. 
Yes, in, no, three foot from a register. Within okay. three foot from a register, you're not allowed to sell a product. Uh, no, only but- food with items with no more than five grams of added sugar, which is going to be now what's going to happen is they're just going to change the packaging. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Or 250 milligrams of sodium per serving will be allowed in checkout aisles. So what's going to happen is it won't say it won't be added sugar, but there's still going to be tons of foods with high amounts of sugar. They just didn't add any to it. Yeah. Or it won't be sugar. It'll be honey or of the 55 names for sugar products and foods. It'll they'll change the pack. The manufacturers will just, yeah, they'll work around it. Work around it. Yeah. Because there's nothing stopping that whole aisle of Halloween candy. Right. Right. So the, and here's, here's even the more hilarious part. So the ordinance goes into effect March 1st, 2021, but they won't even start enforcing it till January of 2022. Oh, nice. So it's over a year away from being, that's being plenty enforced. of time for marketers marketing. Marketing will change tomorrow. Yeah. Right. I mean, so I guarantee you, I can almost guarantee you that there's some company Big wig out there, some marketing guy yeah, already for Hershey's is already saying, okay, yeah. what do we, how do we change our packaging to fulfill the requirements so that we can be in the line but, at the grocery store? You know, to, to Berkeley's, you know, credit, credit. I mean, to at least have them think outside the box. Maybe yeah. they can, maybe they can't. And maybe there's going to be, there's going to be know? challenges. I guarantee you. there's going to be some, I'm really curious to see how this plays out because there's going to be some challenges in court yeah. against this. But there's proponents of this in the medical community already. You know, Dr. Robert Lustig has said we need to, as he thinks that sugar is more addictive and more corrosive to the human body than smoking was. Yeah. And so the government has outlawed, you know, the not the federal government, but the city governments have outlawed you know, pornographic magazines being on display in the store. And that supposedly goes against your first amendment rights. Yeah. So is this a first amendment right being infringed upon? You have the right to choose your food. It doesn't say that in the first amendment. They're not not getting rid of it. They're just, they're going to be either relocated, but you're, you're infringing on the right of the store to make the decision on where they place their item. You're dictating to the store how they sell that product. So the city of Berkeley, in my opinion, is saying that foods with more than five grams of added sugar are potentially harmful so, to the human body. So are we going to walk? Because we don't stop selling cigarettes either. Yeah. So we well, they're they're not as easily visible as it used to be. Again, they're not in the checkout line. No, they're not. These aren't going to be either. So are these similar to cigarettes? But I did, would say yes. Did but did the cigarette company? I know they fought a lot of things, but did they fight that? Oh yeah. Yeah. They fought a ton of stuff. Did yeah, they yeah. win? No. no. There you go. They well, it was funny. They act, the cigarette companies actually created. They agreed to run commercial advertising that was contradictory to their thought process. So the whole cancer, like cigarettes, cause cancer. They had to fund that. That was part of the federal government's guidelines for them to have commercials on TV for cigarettes. They had to find. Uh, fund the fight against smoking right yeah the truth remember the truth uh project yeah that was all paid for with like rjr and philip morris and all those companies paid for that well what happened was the truth commercials were so well done 
they actually changed uh, the amount of money that the companies, the cigarette companies were making. They offset the budget, the balance sheet. So not because they were making the, the, but they stopped people from smoking. They were so effective that RJR and Philip Morris and uh, they just pulled the advertising completely. They pulled all advertising on TV because they were losing customers to the truth campaign. So they had to pull the truth campaign and they couldn't do that without pulling their own ads because their ads ran and then a truth campaign ad ran and they They were losing money. Correct. Because they were so effective. So yes, that worked and it made them pull it themselves. We didn't say, you know, but then how would this play out on the flip side of another thing that I'm not against? (laughs) So I'm against sugar, right? And I think it is bad for you. And I think it makes people have a hard time deciding, right? Because I can tell you right now, if the only thing in my house is Oreos and chips and crap food, I'm definitely going to eat all that stuff. Yeah. But if the only thing in my house is, you know, celery, cream cheese, heavy cream, coffee, salad, nuts, like healthier choices, guess what? That's probably what I'm going to eat, right? So in the checkout line, impulse buy-wise, I think this is a good decision. So you won't get the Twizzlers on the way home to keep you up? Probably not. Not in the checkout line. I will walk it. into the store. to go. No, I was thinking, let's get, when I bought those, let's be honest, that wasn't an impulse well, I buy. Don't, see, for me, I That would, was a direct go in to look yeah, for them purchase. See, and I think I, I would do that kind of stuff, but it would be more impulse. I'd be like, oh, that's right. I need seeds or whatever. Mm-hmm. To keep me up. I, if I don't think about it, then it won't happen. You're saying you think about it because that's specifically what you wanted. I think I would think about it if I saw it. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. oh, hey, I better get some kind of nuts or something. I don't know how many times you've been in the store aisle and you went in for bread and milk and maybe a bag of chips or something. You were just getting items on the way home and you're in the lane. You're like, oh, my God, a York peppermint patty would taste really good right now. Not many times. Yeah, I've done it a lot. But. I do like York peppermint patties. I just don't. Uh, once again, maybe it's not. Maybe, maybe. Oh, I can get two? Two for $1.50? Oh, shit, I need four. Maybe because I'm so <laughs> tall, I don't is see that, it. Is that you're at the kid height? Is yeah. that the problem? <laughs> I see it all the time, so I don't need it. Mm, yeah, it's. See, you're, it's become, you're taller. Correct. So you never see it. So when you finally look down, right. go, oh, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's oh, food. Oh, snap. Yeah, there's candy. I didn't even know it existed. <laughs> I, I had no it. idea. Yeah. Why is it, scream- it, Why is it screaming at me? But you know what? I, I also feel, okay. I also feel though you have to put some onus on to the parents teaching their kids. Like my kids, when we go grocery shop, um, I, I don't recall too many times that they're sitting there going, Hey dad, can I get that candy bar? Can I get this or whatever? Uh, Probably very few times, to be honest with you, because I've never been one to just buy right with them there. Mm-hmm. I might buy um, Tic Tacs. Mm-hmm. They like orange Tic Tacs. Mm. I might buy a thing of Tic Tacs for them, bring it home. I don't think I impulse buy with my children next to me. I know I don't. Okay. Because I, it's we've gone through many of lines together, mm-hmm. and I've... I recall seldomly my children saying, hey. My kids ask for everything. If we go through the line at Fry's, the line at Fry's Electronics yeah. is like 
seven miles long, and it's candy as far as the eye can see. Yeah. They sell electronics. Their store is dedicated to electronics. Yeah. They're getting why the why is there a seven mile long candy aisle on your way out the door? Yeah. There's no candy aisle in the main store. There's nowhere to get it but in the checkout lane. But they must have gotten it before. I mean, there's something that has My kids. To, yeah. They, they must oh, they've have tasted it. the candies before, so when they see it again, they want it again. I'm just saying I think if For you're sure. if you're a parent and mm-hmm. you're willing to buy They know it, I'm not gonna give it to them, but they ask it anyway. But they must have gotten it in the past. Somebody must have bought them some candy. I'm sure they have. Where they, they have feel okay and com- spoil the living crap okay. out of them. So they feel comfortable to keep asking, even though you as a parent may not give it to them. Right. They still ask. Well, yeah, they're kids. I don't. They, um, they, they don't, there's no negative. There's no negative effect of the no. No, I'm just saying. I think, no, I think no parents have is, some. I, see, I can't have, hold. I, I can't hold parents accountable. You, you you can't hold parents accountable for saying no to their. No, I hold them accountable saying no, but what if you don't know that that shit's bad for you? What if you don't know? Because you've got too many people on opposite sides of this argument when it comes to the diet argument. Yeah. So what if a parent has been told by their family physician that it's not a problem if they occasionally eat a Snickers, right? That's That's not a bad thing. And parents, I know parents have, they have bias right yeah absolutely they'll see their kid and they'll be like oh what a beautiful kid but we'll see their kid and go he's overweight correct they don't see that but i do that with my own kids i'm like i think my kids are amazing and someone else will be like they're bratty little shits and i'm like oh i love them they're amazing like, you're blind yeah, but, but your, kids when they're not, your kids your kids are not overweight though maybe not externally but who knows if i put them in a ct scanner they probably have you know fat Around their liver and their pancreas, true. Because they mean, eat, they they eat as crappy as any other American kid. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I didn't put Mountain Dew in a bottle and put them to bed, but no. I'm saying, I mean, there's McDonald's. I'm sure there's McDonald's. Oh, there's crap food I, I everywhere. I, even your doctor friend um, even mentioned that he's like, Dr. Hey, Robin, yeah, he's like, hey, uh, McDonald's, man, it's what we grab. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the way you know, it's the way of life. Kind there, of is right there again, though. That's a parent. That's parent doing that but see, kids so, are not, so they don't have their own credit card but i can be held accountable as a nurse if i show up to an accident scene and i put a tourniquet around somebody's neck for killing that person because i knew that putting a freaking tourniquet around their neck would kill them even though there's good samaritan laws but they ask but i have i have knowledge above the good samaritan law i'm not going to be treated the same especially or even just holding the neck for c-spine right right once you start holding you can't let go until they're in a collar. Yeah. Right? But here's the deal. So I'm holding C-spine on a patient, and I start jerking them around, trying to get them on a backboard and move their neck around. I know the difference. I'm going to be held accountable because I'm knowledgeable. Yeah. But if Joe Joey Bag of Donuts shows up to the accident scene, right, and he's like, Joe, uh, we're just going to be helping this guy out of the car, and he freaking ranks on the guy's neck and paralyzes him from the neck yeah, down. he can't be sued. He can't be sued because he meets good Samaritan laws. So I'm holding parents in the same regard in that situation. These parents don't know. They don't know. The doctors aren't telling you that it's poison that's available. When you look at the damn guidelines, it says to eat 60% of your freaking diet in carbs in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. 60%, which is an ungodly amount. Yeah. It's- I had a patient the other day in the hospital. I'm rounding on this patient diabetic on the diabetic diet you know what was on the tray for for breakfast 
raisin bran cereal cereal regular milk with carbs orange a thing of orange juice my god it's all on the diabetic available diet because they're changing equal things what that's making no sense i want to go to that hospital i'm telling you their food then then the nurses are home we can't get his uh, sugar under control we've had to give him insulin like no no doubt you keep feeding him sugar why are you feeding this guy sugar? So that's where you're coming in with the don't know, because the reality of it is, even if you did know, he's still meeting the requirements of the FDA. Right. He's meeting the requirements of the guideline. Yeah. But I know, right? I know what I should be giving my kids, and I, I don't follow the flipping rules. I know that my kids shouldn't even be eating 90% of what's in the pantry right now, probably. Yeah. Now, we don't have soda here. But my kids do not drink. Yeah, mine don't either. Soda. We don't drink juice. We don't have Capri Suns. We don't have orange juice. We don't have lemonade. We don't have cranberry juice. What we do don't they have drink water. Water. My kids drink water or whole milk. Interesting. And my wife, when the if the kids want chocolate milk, my wife makes our own chocolate concoction for the milk out of cacao powder and some uh, honey and something else. So it's not just pure cane sugar, and it's not sure. no fructose in it at all. So you're good at home. Well, well, no, because you just said you're. I'm capable of getting in a truck and leaving, and going to a store, and buying stupid things. I have a different problem. <laughs> However, my kids aren't necessarily that protected either, because we also, in addition to that, have there's a bag of tortilla chips in there. I love tortilla. I see. That's. I think if there was there's ever tortillas. A- I think if there's ever a downfall for me, it's chips. Okay. I could eat chips all day long. Yeah. And why why can you eat them? They don't ever fill you up. And why can you eat so many of them? Because they're full of carbs. Well, maybe. I just like the crunch. Ah. That's what it's all about. Other things make a crunch. I don't like eating ice. That's not. Oh, well, it makes a crunch. I'm just saying. Pica. Is it pica? (laughs) I think that's what it is. Yeah. If you. uh, Iron deficiency anemia, you might be eating some ice. (laughs) <laughs> so or pregnant i guess I, I, I think hey i think they're on the right track i think uh that's a good start and i also think that we, it's gonna get a lot of pushback though because people don't understand it there's already pushback coming from uh i like, would think from parents you'd be thankful not to see all that shit some parents probably would be absolutely because they're not their kids not going to bug them to get that item be pressured correct yeah. that's going to be helpful on the flip side there's a lot of people saying that it it's a rights violation for the business rights of a store. Well, I think business rights are different than human rights. Well, I can't argue law because right? I don't know enough about it, but I would think that it's at least different. I I don't see anything in the constitution that says that your business has the right to blah, 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 blah. So I, I, I mean, meaning right. I'm just saying it's going to get argued in court. This is going to be a, I'm going to try and pay attention to it as much as I can. So how, how high? How high the court will go? Yeah, depends on how far Berkeley wants to push it, right? Kind of. What kind of odds? Supreme? Think it will go to Supreme Court? The burrito Supreme? <laughs> oh, sorry, we're talking about food. I was getting hungry. Um, no, I'm, I'm more no, of, no, no. I'm more of a off the menu beef maxi melt kind of guy. I like it. Yeah. Um, no, I definitely don't think this is a Supreme Court issue. It would be a Supreme Court issue if it was someone bigger than the city of Berkeley. Yeah, it'll definitely go probably. Would it go to the Ninth Circuit? You yeah. know, I it might. Know. It, it might. It's possible. 
It's it, California takes everything. Yeah, yeah, but I don't, I don't know that they're going to go that far. I mean, this was passed by the the city council in a unanimous decision. This wasn't like a four to three decision. This was unanimous. But, so, but the people that they're offending have money to escalate. Correct, but in this day and age, you've if they offended somebody, they might not even live there. <laughs> yeah, that ideology that's affecting the city of Berkeley has pissed off people talking about i've listened to different people talk about the negative effects and how this changes your ability to choose and yada yada and just coming up with random stuff that don't even live in berkeley they're not they don't yeah they, the one guy lives in well, austin he does, texas but he doesn't want to see it happen in austin that's the problem fair enough you don't want to see it but why he don't us, why do you not want to see it why we, we obviously have some financial gain no, I don't Maybe. think so. I think it's just a rights infringement nonsense argument. I think what it boils down to at the end of the day is that if we're, if we as a society are allowed to make our own decisions, that's fine. But when you only give me shitty food to consume as an FDA, you only approve crappy items. Then when you approve only crappy items, all of a sudden everybody's going to be having crappy food. Yeah, right. And so the decisions that are being made are, oh, well, I think I'm eating healthy. All my patients tell me that they're eating healthy. I used to think my mother cooked, right? She doesn't cook. People who think they cook probably don't (coughs) cook. Excuse me. People who think they cook don't cook. That's COVID. So (laughs) people who think they cook aren't cooking. They're assembling pre-made food yeah they're, packaging. they're not the f- worst thing that could have happened to us yeah is processed foods worst Go thing away. ever well no that did that that's what the, was the worst thing that happened to us yes i'm saying like getting into the process thing the other thing that's really bad and you can you could probably we could probably look into it or, or or highlight it on the next podcast is what's the percent what is the role of government in sugarcane sugar product because the government mm. i know buys a lot of the sugar right to but are you saying that the biggest problem is that processed food is exists at all or that's, are you that's saying a problem. i think that's a huge problem i think it is a problem however I if you eliminated processed food today you would starve a giant chunk of america okay because so, they can't pro- yeah no like they can't even source the food how are you going to get fresh vegetables or, to- or corn corn um Oils. High fructose corn syrup. Yeah, like I get that, but that's all part of the processed food dilemma. Right now, if you got rid of processed foods, we do not manufacture enough real food to feed. Okay, America. Some people need to go. Okay. Oh jeez. Oh wow. Did I just go there? <laughs> you too, <laughs> too soon. Wow. So the reality of it is this: though there are there's factors out there that you and me right really don't have an idea that's really playing this big role of the processed food, right? So with processing food, there's a lot of stuff that are added. That stuff has to be bought up or purchased somewhere, somehow. Mm -hmm. Is it the companies that are purchasing it or is it the government that's purchasing it, pushing it onto the companies to then use the product? I don't know. If the product wasn't there. So what came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah, so if the product wasn't there, then, then you would find other ways to... Well, this has been a, this has been an ongoing process for the last thirty years, right? So it's changed slowly over time. But who who determines whether it's a food? 
Well, it's in the food, in the drinks. Right. But that's what makes it. That's I understand. There's stuff in the food. Sugar. In in Iceland is it Iceland or Ireland? Ireland right now, they have a value added tax on any food that has more sugar in it. Like so, bread. Right, bread is supposed to have uh, no more than ten, no more than one percent. What's the weight? I think it's one percent of the weight of flour can be sugar in bread. So Subway asked to remove the value added tax because they serve bread with their sandwiches. Yeah. And after an assessment of the bread, they kept the value added tax in because of the amount it of sugar, sugar at yeah. 10% of the weight. It was 10% of the volume. It's just so easy to add sugar to everything, I guess. That's my point. But somebody's determining that that's food. Someone in the federal government in the U.S. has said the bread that is created by Subway is food it's bread they've allowed it to be consumed by the american as public bread, yeah not as, as bread but not the but the reality of it is is over 10 percent of it is made from sugar correct so the point here is that yes it's uh it is bread high sugar bread but it's bread nobody's saying it's candy nobody's saying it's something else they're all saying it's food consumable edible product by the american public that's okay yeah, that's interesting. I mean, the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration's job is to determine whether or not it's a food product. They'll go after steak if they perceive it to have, you know, some disease process or if it's old or out of date. Yeah. But no one, you know, Subway had in their bread a few years back the same chemical that's found in yoga mats. Oh, I heard that. Yeah. They had to remove it. But why was it how did that even with? get there? Yeah, right. And who approved it? Because it had to be, they have to sub, sub send all their data to the FDA, right? Yeah. Do like you, you can't, so you can't be on the side of the road and with hot dogs, with, you know, in a hot dog truck without having went through an inspection and have the city or the state come in and inspect your vehicle, make sure it's clean. Yeah, but make they're sure not the inspecting food your ingredients, are they? Sure they are. No. Absolutely. No. Someone is. It's stamped and inspected. It's not my neighbor Bob doing it. He's not just inspecting. I don't know about random stuff. I don't know about the ingredients. Well, they're not going to know if you're using sugar. Or... They're going to know if you're. I mean, people are getting so sick. if you're using a fucking pesticide and everyone's dying, all of a sudden the ingredients become important, don't they? They do. I don't think they wait for that to happen. I think they look at the ingredients. Well, before. that's not true. I would hope. To well, how think... about that? How about that lawsuit on Roundup? Right? People were using Roundup to just to kill the bugs and all that in the fields. And... That's a big oh, Monsanto and... thing that's still going on. But regardless, oh by the way, it will give you cancer. Well, everything in nobody, California gives you cancer. But nobody... Sunshine gives you cancer. Until you get the cancer, nobody's questioned it until then. So you got to have people die. Yeah, it's got, so you're saying there needs to be some and sacrificial... There's plenty, and But there's been plenty of people dying of, of bad diet and increased sugar intake. But, no, but there again, finally, Berkeley's trying to make one step by saying... They're not getting rid of the product, but they're just moving it. Well, but in 2008, the CDC shows that just just in 2008, so 12 years ago, it's gotten worse since. The, the estimated costs were $147 billion for medical treatments due to obesity. Yeah, but, $147 billion. But they, but they haven't changed the pyramid, dude. The food pyramid. But that's what I'm telling you. They had a chance to not that long ago. They readdressed it and nobody changes it. 
So we're still doing the same thing, expecting a different result, like mm-hmm. a fly hitting a window. It's yeah. the most idiotic it's, thing available. Isn't that the definition of insanity? Yes, it is. Yeah. Or one of them, as proposed by, uh, what's his name? The super douchey, like, happy-go-lucky guy that talks all positivity all the time and how to make, you know. The thousands. guru guy? Yeah, the guru guy. The tall, super tall guru guy. Oh, that hap- Tony... Tony Robbins. Robbins. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You you knew where I was going with <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I had to get there a little bit. It took me a minute because I don't know his name. I, I wasn't sure if it was like an older person. No, 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 no. Tony Robbins. He proposed that theory in that in a movie. That's where that all comes from. Oh, that movie with Jack Black? E, no. Where he hypnotizes him? <laughs> was it Jack Black? Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> that one. Where he's looking at all the girls thinking they're pretty when yeah, they're not right. or whatever. Yeah, that movie. What the hell is the name of that movie? Anyway, so he he says that to the character from Seinfeld, to the guy that was on Seinfeld, Jason. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's where that that definition comes from, is that movie of him saying in that movie. And ever since that movie, people have used that as the definition of insanity. Is a fly hitting the window, you know, Oh, repeatedly. That's yeah. how that all came about. <laughs> nice. That was a little bit over my head, but that's, that's all right. I got There's it a, now. It was deep, you know. So my deep point. thoughts. Deep thoughts by Jack <clears throat> Candy. So my point is here yeah. is that this is already costing billions, not millions, not thousands. Yeah, billions. Billions going to trillions, and it's shortening lifespan. It's shortening ability for people to, you know, not have to spend money on drugs. They're on insulin prices are through the yeah, roof. The problem is there's Type too many hands in that billions of dollars though. That there's too I many. Don't, the point isn't that there's hands. The point cancer, is that it cause, costs. Cause it costs money. I don't give a shit. The point is, is the just obesity alone is costing a ton of money. <clears throat> and if obese, if just pure obesity is directly correlated with carbohydrate intake, I mean, lung cancer and cigarettes, right? You kind of can't yeah, get... Yeah, but the problem is you're never going to find a cure for either one of them. There's Why? no cure. But we still nobody... didn't get rid of cigarettes. Correct. Which is Because there's somebody out there profiting from it. I understand. Hence with the cancer. So the only way Same to do it is cancer. you have to either eliminate the threat from yes. people, and make it a poison. never going to happen. But I don't see people drinking antifreeze. It's sweet tasting. How do you know? Because it's blown up in my face and I've had it... I've, Trust me, I know. I've worked on cars. If you've ever worked on a vehicle, you've tasted antifreeze. I, I, <laughs> cats. You can leave it out for your cat and kill your cat. If antifreeze is left outside, we're and, not. We're not. I'm not advocating for yeah, that. I'm saying that. But if you're dangerous. if you're working on your product, vehicle, yeah. if you, it's but it, it's not in the FDA. Though. But but there's treatments for people who've drank antifreeze. There's literally treatments in the hospital. You know, guidelines for how to treat those people. Yeah. You know. I'm ethylene just, glycol. I'm overdose. just saying there's there's two hands in this like there's two sides. Yes, you have you have CDC saying that there's 147 billion with a B mm-hmm. of medical treatment on people that are obese with an O. Right. And then you have the opposite side of the people that are actually physically treating them. So can you They they're generating the billions of dollars. And just like, I'm not going to say that word hence anymore. I'm tired of it. It's a lot of hence. I know, right? There's a lot. Just like the treatment of cancer. Right. How many years 
how many years, how many hundreds, not hundreds, but how many tens of decades have we tried to treat all those diseases, dropped all that money for? What is your major malfunction, numbnuts? <laughs> you know what I mean? That yeah. we all those millions and millions of dollars, and here we still don't have a treatment for cancer because no, I get we have treatments, there's, there's we have no treatments, pro- but there's but, no cure. There's no cure. And, you know, do, do does the companies that sell you the chemotherapy, do they really want a cure? But I'm talking about something There's that's... Just way, it's I'm talking about scary. something that's not a genetic modification in your body. I'm talking about something that's an actual insult coming from an exterior source. I think we recognize that having sugar potentially could make you obese. Well, we, you, we and, all, you and I recognize that, but it's not... That's no, no, not no. the I'm just standard. Saying, I'm saying in general, right? I just think that... I, I think, don't think everybody does. I I think if you went up to anybody and said, hey, if you ate a lot of sugar, do you, do you think you can get fat or get diabetes or any of that? So I think s- ask good? that question every day, and I'm telling you right now, no. They, they're in denial? I don't know if it's denial or they don't get it or they don't understand Ever? it. Or because as a medical community, we're constantly at odds with ourselves. Yeah, You've got endocrinologists with dietitians touting the goddamn food pyramid and then you've got super fit people that are healthy out there touting you know keto and then you've got some doctor that says well keto caused my patient to have high you know total cholesterol and a high ldl because they're eating too much fat and then you got another doctor that'll tell you and prove to you beyond reasonable doubt with the data that dietary cholesterol does not necessarily become plaque in the arteries does not become total cholesterol in your body because of the way you uptake it in your yeah. system. So you've got too many differing points of view to have a true truth determinant here. Yeah. There isn't, there doesn't seem to be one, even though there are people like me and others running around saying the sky is falling because carbs are a problem. However, when you tell your patient, they're like, well, I've been smoking since I was 15. I'm 75. I don't have cancer. So they're wrong on that shit, too. Uh, Yeah, I guess for you, maybe that's the case. Yeah. So you're the one in whatever the odds are I, that you I didn't guess, get it. Yeah, I guess that's that's our whole so then, problem. With, no, my my biggest question here, my biggest question here is that if I can if I can ask a patient to make a medical an educated medical decision about a cardiac surgery, like we talked about with Trump. We talked about with other people. So if they come in and my, uh, what's the religion that won't get blood again? What's oh, the Jehovah's Witness? Jehovah's Witness. If my Jehovah's Witness patient, if I've outlined the problem, your hemoglobin is two. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's why you're so white and you have trouble breathing. Okay? You can't walk. Um, you can't walk. You need blood. Well, yeah. I don't want blood. Well, this will save your life and this will allow you to live longer. So, this person decides to not get the blood and passes away peacefully, right? Mm-hmm. They go on hospice. Two days later, they're dead. That's okay. But yet me... Now, when does it become criminally negligent for a family member to say, oh, uh, I tell them as a practitioner, sugar is causing your son to be morbidly obese. In fact, your eight-year-old son is 200 pounds. No eight-year-old kid should be 200 pounds. That's a significant problem. We need to cut back on all the carbohydrate. Well, he likes it, and he doesn't argue with me when he eats it, so I'm not changing because my other doctor says it's not a problem. 
Or, or even, or, or. So there's an issue there. Or even. How are they educated in the decision making yeah, process? Or, or not? even if you're poor. When you're. Right. You don't have access stamps. to, you don't yeah. have access to good food. Because it's access, freaking expensive. Yeah. You may be in an inner city that doesn't have good meats or doesn't have fresh fruit or vegetables or no. and they're, are they're living saying, yeah. on ramen noodles and shit because the sodium content's high or and the carb content's or whatever. Are, you know, the, the products that are presented to you are usually your cheaper processed food products and that's Absolutely. all your wit. That's all you know. So my point here is, is <clears throat> even if I give somebody the details to make a face it, a medical decision for their future, an unbiased, an unbiased decision that they make on their own, medical medically unbiased decision. I like that. Yeah. So you know, hit us up at medically. Yeah. Right. Info at medically. At info unbiased. at medically. Call us at one eight hundred. I'm just kidding. I don't have one. But <laughs> weather and we're weather. still waiting for our first uh, email. By yeah. the way, what's that thing? Traffic and weather together on the eights, <laughs> on the fours, on the fours. <laughs> Here we go. Let's talk about sports on the fours. <laughs> oh yeah, we don't know we anything, don't about, know anything sports. about sports. We do medical stuff. <laughs> so when it comes to me telling a family member, a person, a patient, even the child, an adult child of a geriatric patient. Yeah. And I say to them, um, your mother's triglycerides are 400. Why are you feeding her carbohydrates? Well, she doesn't eat a lot of carbs. Well, what does she eat? Pasta, rice. You know, she's Filipino, so she eats a lot of rice. She really likes ice cream. Well, that's all carbs like all of that i haven't heard anything that's not a carb in any (laughs) of that yeah but you don't know what the numbers are because you don't do any calculations based on how much you're giving and you don't know the volume you're feeding your person you don't know and you're helping her you're helping her get sick and die so you tell somebody that and they're like well that's funny isn't that interesting how that information is just not out there or it's hard to find it's harder to find it's purposely hard to find but again there's no consensus from the medical community as to whether or not that's truly a problem there yeah. was there was consensus that cigarettes cause cancer, lung cancer. There's direct results of that. They've known that for years, and they finally were able to get the cigarette companies to do something about advertising. But what we haven't been able to do is get candy bar companies from doing commercials. Correct. <clears throat> you don't yeah. have you have candy bar companies and Pepsi and Coke are doing commercials all around all the time. Yeah, you're right. Constantly, and if they're those products are as bad for you as cigarettes were for cancer, and they're causing billions of dollars in annual costs With a to a failing medical system that's costing tons of money to the American public. Why is this not the number one health crisis in America? It's not the damn pandemic. No. Because being like- obese is supposedly more potential for you dying from COVID, right? And then all these people are obese. And why are they obese? From the food they're eating and being yeah. presented. Just like just like the pandemic. I mean, there's multiple inputs on multiple reasons on multiple things on right. why this is happening. And no definite answer. Like, we can show the data. The problem is there's there's 10 other people out there that will tell you the opposite. Correct. Yeah. And a lot, of those fun, a lot of those things are being funded by the sugar industry. Yeah. A lot of those studies are being funded by the sugar. So there's a lot of manipulation. Don't get me wrong. I am an advocate for keto, and I feel way better when I'm not eating carbs. I am highly addicted. I've mentioned that before on the show. I am very highly addicted to carbs, and I know that I am. I know that. It's worse than an alcoholic because alcoholics just go to meetings, and they change their – they trade their addiction for religion or 
friendship or you know yeah. companionship in the in the actual group of Alcoholics Anonymous. There's no Sugarholics Anonymous I'm, that I'm aware of. <laughs> Carboholics Anonymous. No, don't. You know, there's, yeah. there's no weekly meeting you can go to and say, "I fill off the wagon." Well, I hold back a Twizzlers. I think Weight Watchers. I think that's a weekly. That's thing. a sh- that's the listed as the shittiest diet. <laughs> that's even worse than just winging it on you, starving <laughs> yourself for three days. That's literally when they list the top ten worst diets. That's the the worst one. Weight but Watchers saying, is one of the worst ones you can do. Meet up weekly. The talk I understand that you can meet up weekly and smoke crack too. You're not, you know, it's the same thing. You're going to get the same results. Yeah. We're definitely not advocating for that, but you probably lose weight. Yeah. Well, as yeah. you're saying, same results. Right. Well, you don't necessarily it, lose weight on Weight Watchers. I that's I, calorie counting. Yeah, nonsense. no, and I well, because you still can eat fucking cookies on Weight Watchers. They have they have cookies and candy bars and brownies, and as long as you're not eating enough calories, well, shit. What if it's a zero calorie sugar laden cookie? It's only fifteen calories, or no? Yeah. You know, like teaspoon those of Russell, sugar. Those Russell Stover low calorie uh, turtle. Turtle chocolates okay. the, with the caramel. Yeah. Oh my god. Tasty. They're super tasty, but they full of sugar. Fifteen caramel, not real sugar. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fifteen cows. Yeah, fifty. So if you're only eating, well, I'm on a you know calorie limited diet, but I've consumed a much. I don't know why I don't lose weight. Well, because your fucking blood sugar is two ten. <laughs> not that I've had any recently, but I, I remember having one one time. I understand. I'm just saying that good. that's a that's a thing. And nobody, I don't say nobody, I say nobody's discussing it because there are people discussing it and there are people advocating for it. Yeah. Neil Schultz and Robert Lustig and there's people, you know, big names and big voices out there arguing for it. But the vast majority of physicians, be it endocrinologists, be it who treat diabetes, yeah. be well, it cardiologists. They don't want it to go away, dude. They, no, 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 no. You don't understand. We do. From Speaking you from. You do, but. No, I mean, no, no. Speaking, speaking from. People need. No, those type of people you your goal as a practitioner and i've spoken to a lot of them our goal is not like i don't make more money because i prescribe you a drug i don't make any more money by giving you drugs Mm -hmm. the drug companies aren't giving me a bunch of money because i prescribe their drug yeah i think they used to but since i've been in they haven't right that was shut down years ago the kickbacks and all of the stuff so I get no more money if I make you take a drug or I get you healthy without drugs. There's no financial benefit in this for me as a practitioner. And I'm no different than another physician. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't. So there's I, no benefit you, a, for me. From doing a that. physician standpoint, no. But from the people that get you to write those prescriptions, those people have benefit in it. But nobody's getting me to write it. You're saying that no, I'm, no, no. I'm capable I'm not of making that. a decision I'm not saying that there's other people out there that have alternate um, alternatives. Yeah, but, but those people are writing, they're making drugs to treat a disease process that the American public doesn't want to hear as a problem. Yeah. They just want to pill and be done. Correct. Because we're instant gratification, yeah. right? So I can spend 45 minutes with a patient explaining to them the rights and wrongs and the ins and outs of food and how it affects their body. And at the end of the day, it's up to the patient to make the decision. So I can spend all this time and I can help a few people get off of medications and maybe get off insulin and maybe not be type 2 diabetic anymore and cure some disease process. They can lose a bunch of weight and And, get off their hypertension meds. There's huge. Yeah, you're absolutely right because there's huge struggles out there, right? You can get them to do that. And but there's it, a long fucking list of people coming in my door. Yeah. 
I could spend the rest of my life treating 20 patients a day and I could get them. If I got 50% of them off of drugs, off of needing to see me on a three month or a two month rotating basis, if I could have them see me annually just for a well check. Yeah. It's just, I would have another laundry list of them coming it's in the just door. not in the media's current agenda, meaning making it well known. It's just not that that's not an issue right now, even though it is. But it's but it is well it's known. It's well known. It's well documented. The dilemma but is no, that it doesn't no, matter. Because the you just said the people that you talk to, you can tell anybody they have no idea. So obviously it's not well known to the people that need to know. It's not well known to it's not it's well known to the doctors, but then not all the doctors are buying into the design. And it's not well known to the people that are actually physically are overweight because they don't know any better. But they think they're eating okay because it says heart healthy okay. on the damn box of Cheerios. Yeah, I'm just saying they don't know. So the problem, the American problem Heart is, Association's problematic. Here I'm too. pretty sure more people would know if it was broadcasted. As, oh, by the way, in the year 2020, 2 million people died of obesity. If you put it in those terms, I think people would open their eyes and go, what? 2 million people? But we just had 200,000 people die of COVID. Right. And that is a huge deal. I understand it's a huge deal. I get it. So how is 2 million people not a huge deal? I totally get it, that it, it is a huge it deal. It is a huge deal. Yes, between but, us, it's but, a huge deal. But the difference but it's is just that, not. It's not interesting. But well, <laughs> they haven't made it. The perception with the COVID argument you make is that they someone else gave it to them. That was a disease that killed them. They don't view obesity as a disease. Obesity is viewed as a choice. Yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to do a little, just a little research on that. I'd love to dig in and see when I was talking about the process thing or adding mm-hmm. sugars and stuff. Mm-hmm. What was the driving factor? Money. Yeah, but was it the corporation or was it the government that was pushing that onto the corporations? Like, hey, you need to you need to spend X amount of dollars in sugar and stuff. They weren't pushing it, but the government was supplementing it yeah. financially. So. It's, Early on. It's, yeah, a little bit of from Peter to pay Paul kind mm-hmm. of thing. But, so, the co- but the companies took advantage of the supplementation and of course were ran did. with it. Yeah, yeah, Because they wanted to support the corn industry. And now, and now at this point in our lives and for the years that we've been on this shit diet, crazy diet, you know, it needs to be looked at again. It needs to be evaluated. It needs to be. And it was. It and, needs to be brought up. And for mom, there's no consensus, mom and that's Paul the problem. that come into your into in to see you to say hey we we heard all about this and we understand that this is we're fucked <laughs> but you can't you can't just tomorrow make that argument because there's too many yeah. so you were talking about the physicians who do it's not about the physicians but there are entities do you think the American Diabetes Association for one minute is going to say look we we've, we've been wrong <laughs> I'm so sorry I well, yeah. apologize and profusely you, and you want to see who's funding them Right. right. It's all sure. So the American Cardiology Association is not going to say, you know, look. Well, they've made little. They made baby, right? No. Didn't you say that they adjusted Man, something the, with the carbs or something? Yeah, they said something about it, but it's okay. like it's, so it's an opinion baby, paper. Baby, it's baby, baby steps. Super baby steps when, we, when you know the science is yeah. different. However, when they come out, so they need to make baby steps because they don't want to be like, okay, guys, I'm sorry for the last 45 years. We've been horribly wrong. <laughs> In fact, our our opinions may have actually killed you. 
So <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, our guidance was, was terribly misconstrued and misinterpreted. And then we well, push that upon the American yeah. people. I don't think they'll ever omit or omit to that. How because. does Coca-Cola fund or help to fund the American Dental Association? <laughs> yeah. Like, how does the American Dental Association say, oh, Coca-Cola is a really good sponsor. Yeah. Four out of five doctors mm-hmm. prefer Coke. Prefer Coke. Right. Yeah. When it's known it, to cause it's, severe cavities yeah. and dental decay. Uh, again, problem yeah doesn't make sense it is and you know i you know maybe for next week's um podcast i'd like to i would hope that maybe we can talk a little bit about the there was a really interesting um uh what do you call it um study not not really a study but you know when you documentary okay it called the social dilemma Oh yeah, social dilemma. Have yeah. you seen that? Yes, we talked about the Dr. Oban and I mentioned it the other day. Okay, good because we haven't talked. No, about we it. have not talked about it. But I'd like to. I, I think that plays in a little bit. Absolutely. To what you're talking about, mm-hmm. as far as you know, the unintended consequences of oh. choices that were made years ago and how they've affected us today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I, I would like to have a little conversation with you about All that because right, I think it's. Uh, I think it's and and I think the whole sugar thing needs to be broadcast a little bit more by us. Well, it probably does, but I don't, I mean, the five people when you're listening or six people we got now listening, um, tell your friends, tell your friends to listen and they can tell their friends to listen and then, yeah. uh, everyone will become educated on and something, you know, fire an email off to info at medically unbiased.com because right. we're willing to take the first email and read it. We, we'll, we'll actually, we'll read the email. We'll research the data. If you put in data. Yeah, I will. Uh, I may even have you on the podcast. So Ooh. if you're willing to come on the podcast and debate me and you want to talk about uh, your position Ooh, on like carbohydrates it. or how you feel that they're not a problem, I would love to have that conversation. In fact, if there's medical doctors out there that want to talk to me, let's do that. Uh, yeah, let's chat I love because it. I, I want to know where you're coming from, what data you're using. Um, and by no means am I a great uh debater and do i know all the data but i'm totally willing to get researched and caught up so that i'm prepared yeah and here's the best thing we're, we're willing to have that conversation yeah there is, has to be that conversation yeah it's it can't be me out here spewing data that i know without having the counterpoint shown to me or discussed with me because true scientists do that true medical professionals will have these discussions and come to some sort of knowledge and conclusion they won't just blatantly go by what they're told by some colleague especially some nurse practitioner yeah, right. listen to me. all right guys have a good week Thank we'll you. talk with you later and we're out we're oh, i hit the wrong button ah! you've been listening to medically unbiased visit our website at medically don't forget to like share and subscribe on itunes or wherever you listen to podcasts follow us on twitter at medically unbiased listening to this podcast does not create a doctor patient relationship the medically unbiased podcast is for general information purposes only thanks for listening